Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod's Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight I will be your guide as we embark on a journey to ancient Greece, where we will relax and unwind as we join Iris, the goddess of the rainbow and messenger of the gods. We'll follow her on her travels around the beautiful coastal cities in Greece, delivering messages from the gods. We will unwind as she forms a bridge between countless famous gods and goddesses, and we'll even relax with her as she tends to the needs of mortals. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to find comfort in the place that we are in, here and now. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the mattress beneath you. Here and now, there are no obligations. There is no to-do list. By simply listening to the sound of my voice, you are already doing what you've come here to do, relaxing. With your eyes closed, try and turn your attention to how lying in your bed feels. Can you feel the plushness of the mattress beneath you? How it cradles your body, giving it a soft, comfortable place to refresh after a long day. Can you feel the soft, inviting pillow as it welcomes your head to plop down and relax? letting go of any tension or heavy thoughts it may be carrying. Notice how the fluffy blankets around you embrace you, wrapping around you and keeping you warm against the cool night air. For a moment, Try and imagine how your room looks tonight. Imagine the moonlight shining across your furniture, illuminating the items on your nightstand. Picture each of the items there enveloped in moonlight, a glow in that shimmering, silvery light. At night, Everything is peaceful and calm. This room is your own little oasis in a world that is now quiet, and you are allowed to use it however you deem fit. What noises can you hear aside from my voice? Are you in the countryside? where crickets are chirping in the distance, 
singing their song into the universe and filling the cool night air with their melody? Or are you closer to the city where you can hear the steady, consistent rumble of cars as they make their way down the street? A comforting rumble that continues on and on, relaxing you more and more with each car that passes. Tonight, there is something different about your room, and it starts with a gentle tap at your window. Imagine yourself glancing over to see a strange mist beyond your window. It is almost a ball of dense mist, floating just beyond the glass. A gossamer that is somehow both beautiful and wildly mysterious. It seems to dance in the wind, and the lights from passing cars illuminate it, making it look like hundreds of shimmering dewdrops against the inky black sky that is night. The mist gently taps on the window pane again. You are just about to rise and open the window when it opens itself. As it opens, a gust of cool night air whisks into your room. You take a big breath of that night air, a breath that is invigorating and rejuvenating and calming all at once. The air smells of distant, snow-capped mountaintops, of cedar and pine trees kissing the horizon somewhere, of an ocean far, far off, of a field of wildflowers that extends as far as your eye can see. But mostly, it smells of night. It smells of damp grass that's glistening in the moonlight. It smells like the reflection of stars on a smooth pond. Like a crackling campfire where people are telling peaceful stories. And it makes you feel nothing but calm. You watch as the mist floats in the room, welcoming itself to your space with ease and tranquility. The condensed little ball of mist slowly, ever so slowly expands you watch in awe as it spreads out across the ceiling, blanketing it with this fluffy, magical little cloud of haze 
It is somehow like a perfect rainy day, and it smells of it as well. You dare to reach up, brushing your fingertips through the mist. It is cold to the touch, refreshing. When you pull your fingers away, they are dripping with the cool condensation from this strange little cloud that has made itself at home on your ceiling. And then, the moonlight seeps in through your window again. And as it does, the purpose of this little cloud becomes clear. Because as that silvery light fans out across the mist that is hanging on your ceiling, a mosaic of colors begins to shine. A rainbow forms over your head. A brilliant, otherworldly rainbow that arcs from one end of your room to the other shining with all the colors. In the moonlight, it looks like something out of a dream, something so beautiful that it couldn't possibly be true. And yet, there it is, dancing and shimmering right above your very head. The mist continues to glitter around it, illuminated like thousands of diamonds by that incredible silver light. You admire the rainbow for quite some time as you breathe in that fresh, rejuvenating air. It brings such joy and peace to your room reminding you that it is okay to be still and to simply take in the things around you. It takes time for things to come to be, just as it took this rainbow some time. Allow yourself that time to find serenity and even more rest. Now that we have taken some time for ourselves to find peace and comfort in the place that we are in here and now, let us begin our story. The Greek gods did not have an incredibly easy time communicating. Their important messages had to travel long distances, and though they often found their own magical ways of passing information along, it was never foolproof. Some things got lost in the ether, some came askew and caused some fights to take place, and other times the gods and goddesses would not bother, 
and would simply take action if they felt the need to. But of course, all of those came with their own complications. The Greek gods and goddesses needed someone to be a messenger for them. And not just a messenger for them, but a messenger between them and the humans of the world. And that is where Iris, the Greek goddess of the rainbow and the messenger of the gods, found her role. Iris was a kind, gentle, and quiet goddess. There are very few myths about her, and very little is known, because she spent most of her time tucked away in rainbows, arcing somewhere between the mist of the sea and coastal towns, carrying messages along the bright, colorful layers of the rainbows. Tonight, we will dive into a few of her stories and a few of the messages she carried, though we will also spend some time with her in what we can imagine her cozy home looked like, a home that is quiet, a home that is a spring between worlds, hidden somewhere within the rainbow. Iris awakened to the same noises she awakened to nearly every morning. She kept her eyes closed and nestled a little deeper into her soft, lush sheets to take in the sounds of the morning the sounds that greeted her and filled her with joy as the sun rose in the far distance. She could hear the sound of the bubbling spring, the calming, utterly soothing sound of the water making its way down the tiny waterfalls that had been carved in the mossy rock around her home. Even with her eyes closed, she could almost picture that water as it meandered down from the tall, rocky peaks that were shrouded by the fluffy green leaves of the gnarled and mighty oak trees. She imagined leaves and twigs floating on that water as it lazily made its way down, filling the air with that gossamer of mist that always hung over her home and the tiny cove she lived in. She could hear the sound of crickets singing their song into the universe. The crickets always cuddled around the spring and chirped in the early morning, more excited about the sun than anyone, well, almost anyone, 
because in the branches of those gnarled oak trees, birds chirped into the hollow, their bright, crisp notes ringing out like the sweetest song that Iris had ever heard. Their cheerfulness in the morning filled her heart with joy and cheer as well. Some mornings, she would lie in bed for quite some time, simply listening to the sounds of the forest around her. She could tell which bird was which by merely listening to their calls. The soft, melodic call of the dove as it wandered through the thick underbrush the high, bubbly call of the hoopoo, almost as bright and cheerful as the bird itself. Yes, Iris found extreme comfort in the sound of the forest as it awakened, but also in the aromas that blew in through her window. She could smell the dew of the morning being whisked away by the breeze as it wound through the hollow, replaced instead by the hearty, earthy smell of the moss, of the soil, of the loam of the forest, and the lily pads that bobbed up and down in the crystal clear water. Iris rose from her bed, tossed aside those hand-woven sheets that brought her so much comfort. She tiptoed over her mosaic floors with small, embedded stone decorations that she had laid down herself many, many years ago. Small, colorful stones that she collected from the paths and creeks and the very forest that she was in now. She opened her curtains, looking out over the spring she was in, and the sight before her nearly took her breath away, no matter how many times she saw it. It would never get old. Her spring was tucked in a hollow. On all sides of her, mountains rose into impossibly tall, stony peaks. Waterfalls cascaded down these mountains. Brilliant, massive waterfalls that seemed to fall in slow motion over the rocks. The gossamer of their mist danced in the air, perpetually blanketing the top of the hollow with a thick layer of that ghostly, relaxing haze. The sides of the rocks were coated in moss and vibrant green plants as well as every flower 
you could possibly imagine. On one side, a simple forest stood in the fertile soil. There was a mixture of stunning trees there, trees that would not normally be able to survive next to one another. There were beautiful willow trees, willow trees with long tendrils that danced against the lush grass beneath them. There were cypress trees that seemed to reach the clouds just like the mountains alongside it did. There were poplars, which stood tall and proud, like Mother Nature's warriors in endless lines, against the green and granite backdrop. And then there was the spring itself, where all the water pooled. In the center of that spring, descending through the mist, was an eternal rainbow. It was the brightest rainbow to ever exist, so bright and brilliant that staring at it too long made you feel as though you had stepped into some kind of magical world. And, indeed, if you were in Iris's spring, you had. Because the spring itself was only accessible to Iris. It was a spring that was eternally hidden between the layers of a rainbow on the coast of Greece, a place where she could, for the most part, remain undisturbed, where she could read and look down on the goings-on of ancient Greece, all while trying to keep herself as removed as possible. But as we all know, that is a challenge, and it certainly was a challenge for Iris, because she was, after all, the messenger to the gods and the goddesses. And whenever they needed her, Iris's rainbow would shimmer. This particular day, Iris's rainbow shimmered just as she was having her morning drink of milk and honey. She sighed, setting down her cup and meandering over to the edge of the spring to see who possibly had a message for her. She was unsurprised that it was Zeus. After all, Zeus found himself involved in some strange affairs rather frequently. Zeus told her that he needed her to deliver a message to Demeter, the goddess of harvest and agriculture. Iris agreed, 
But when Zeus passed on what the actual message was that she was to pass on, she was rather surprised. Zeus wanted Iris to tell Demeter that she needed to step out of her temple so the earth would no longer be barren and the mortals would once more give sacrifices and offerings to the gods and goddesses. Iris was not sure what kind of event would force Demeter to lock herself away in her temple at the expense of her beloved earth. As the goddess of agriculture and the harvest, there were few things that Demeter cared more about than the earth itself. Iris agreed, wanting to get to the bottom of this mystery. Zeus disappeared from her rainbow, leaving Iris alone in her spring for a long moment. She took a final sip of her milk before she set the cup down. And with that, she knew it was time to head down to Earth and speak with Demeter. She took a deep breath and stood before the rainbow in her spring. Slowly, she stepped down into the water. Despite flowing from those large mountaintop waterfalls, the water was warm to the touch, almost like a hot spring. Iris felt the smooth stones beneath her feet, stones that had been worn by her stepping down to deliver messages from hundreds and hundreds of years. The water grew deeper, crawling up over her calves, her knees, her thighs, until her entire lower half was submerged in that relaxing hot water. Sometimes she was tempted to simply soak in the water and let all her tension and troubles melt away. But today, today she knew there was an important message to send, a task that needed to be done. And so, she stepped deeper into the water still, until the rainbow washed over her almost like a shower. The rainbow did not dissipate as she stepped into it. Instead, she was aglow in the ribbons of color, yellow on her shoulder, green on her chest, blue and indigo shining on her right hand. As she stood in the rainbow, the true magic began to happen. Bit by bit, Iris soaked into the rainbow, disappearing into a thin mist 
that was consumed by the rainbow. The entire process was painful and meditative, relaxing in the most peculiar way. Because Iris was not just the messenger of the gods and goddesses, or the goddess of the rainbow, she was the rainbows in ancient Greece. Bits of her were found in each and every one, and today that was no different. She became the rainbow, and once she was part of it, the rainbow could begin its actual journey. Iris felt whole, at home within the bands of the rainbow. And moments later, she was at home in the clouds above ancient Greece. She looked down over the beautiful land. It was a mosaic of colors, a mosaic of life. The cerulean and indigo of the sea that stretched to the far horizon. The white and tan of the towns, and the red and orange of their flickering hearths. This was always Iris's favorite part of delivering messages. Seeing her beloved land from above, and taking in all of its grandeur, was a miraculous feeling unlike any other. But today, it was different, because today, the land was far less beautiful than usual. Where there were usually flourishing fields filled to the brim with vibrant crops, today, there was nothing. The fields were brittle and barren, a swath of brown and tan. Farmers walked along the fields, looking desperate and sad. There was not a stitch of grain, nor of fruits or vegetables growing on this land. In all her life, Iris had never seen it so devoid of life or sustenance, and she knew that was all due to Demeter. As the goddess of agriculture and harvest, it was Demeter who took care of the crops and ensured the land was fertile. She was the goddess who was nurturing and cared deeply for the earth and the fruits of its fields. For the land to be this barren and this ignored, something big must have happened. Iris looked down on the temple which Demeter resided in, a temple tucked far away, nestled at the edge of endless fields by the mountain. She took a deep breath and directed her rainbow there 
the rainbow glided down over the land, illuminating it in that colorful glow. As she descended, Iris could see the farmers and hungry country people look up at the rainbow in awe, with some hope and joy in their eyes. No matter how grim things became, the beauty of nature was still something hard to ignore, still something worth celebrating. It brought a smile to Iris's face to know that she could do such a thing. The rainbow touched down on a tiny pond next to the temple. For a moment, Iris simply shimmered there in her rainbow form, admiring the peaceful forest. It was clear no one had visited the temple in quite some time. It was overgrown with ivy and vines, climbing the sides, and tall, fragrant blades of grass blanketing the steps. They wavered in the breeze, flickering as it blew across the empty flower fields. It was strange to see the wild flower fields so barren when for so long they had been so utterly beautiful. Iris stepped out of the rainbow. Once more, her feet brushed the warm water of the spring, filling her with a sense of comfort and relaxation. She knew she needed it for what lay before her, for the problem that she would have to solve. She made her way up the stairs to the temple, and with every step, it became even more clear that no one had dared to visit here in months and months. The steps were slick with overgrown moss, and that grass that swayed even more now that Iris was climbing by them. When she opened the door, the room itself smelled of candles and dandelion stew. Stew that had surely been sustaining Demeter for quite some time. But just as it was clear no one had visited the temple in some time, it was clear that Demeter had not left. Demeter? Iris called. She meandered by flickering candlelights and torches, candlelights and torches that illuminated beautiful murals on the walls. The murals showed all of the things near and dear to Demeter, fields overflowing with lush, colorful, nurturing crops, bountiful dinners being cooked over hearths next to home gardens. 
It struck Iris for the first time just how much Demeter meant to the earth. What a big difference she made to everyone there. Iris rounded a corner, and finally, that is where she found Demeter. Demeter sat in the candlelight, toying with some flowers in her hands. Demeter was known as a beautiful goddess, like all of them, but there was something different about her today. She looked tired, worn down. The colorful, fresh flowers that normally adorned her hair were wilted and colorless and appeared to have been for quite some time. There was no glistening joy or hope in her eyes. She looked lost, worried. Iris, Demeter muttered, her voice worn from not talking for so long. I take it you have a message for me? But upon seeing Demeter, the message was the last thing Iris was thinking about. Iris knelt beside Demeter in the candlelight, taking her hands in her own. She stoked the smooth skin on the back of Demeter's hand as she gazed into her eyes with compassion, trying to comfort her. I do have a message for you, but I believe we should talk about what is troubling you first, my dear friend, don't you? Iris whispered. She could see the words brought great comfort to Demeter, who managed a rather wistful smile. She told Iris that she was the first who had not come to her with demands or orders. Iris sat in Demeter's company around the warmth of her hearth. Another batch of dandelion stew crackled and bubbled over the open flame. Demeter dished out a bowl to Iris with a warm smile. Iris breathed in the fragrant, comforting steam of the soup, and as she took a sip, she found herself growing closer and closer to Demeter. Sharing the stew felt like their friendship and connection was being cemented. Why have you hidden yourself away? Demeter, Iris asked. What has happened to you? Demeter looked down in her soup as she swirled it in the palm of her hand. She drew in a deep breath, and with that breath, she began to tell her tale. Her daughter, Persephone, was the goddess of vegetation, but also a goddess of fertility of the soil. 
One day, Persephone had been walking in the wildflower fields as she did every spring morning. And while she was walking, she was taken. Hades, the god of the underworld, had gathered her in his arms and disappeared with her into the underworld, taking her as his bride. Demeter knew that her daughter had talked to Hades, that they had possibly been striking up a romance, but now she knew her daughter was trapped down there, unable to leave. Demeter could not go down to the underworld and convince her to come home, and she could not force Hades to release her either. Iris could see Demeter's grief, the destruction and withering of the nearby crops. It made sense to her now. Demeter was a mother in pain, a mother aching for the return of her daughter. How could any of the gods expect Demeter to make the earth flourish when such a big piece of her was missing? Iris comforted Demeter. She told her she understood how much pain she must be in and assured her that one day her daughter would be returned. Demeter wiped tears from her eyes and thanked Iris for her kindness and understanding. What was the message you had for me, dear? A kind Demeter asked. Iris passed along the message, telling her that Zeus wanted her to step out of her temple and help the earth become whole again. But as Iris spoke out the message, she already knew what Demeter's response was going to be. Demeter shook her head sadly and told her she could not do it. And with a warm smile, Iris placed her hand on Demeter's and told her she understood. Iris went away on the rainbow after wishing Demeter well. She urged Demeter to stay hopeful, to remember that her daughter would be returned to her sooner or later. And indeed, that was true, because only days later, Persephone would come back to the surface and the new rule would be established. She could spend six months out of the underworld with her mother and six months below with her husband Hades. All would be well again. But that day, as Iris sailed home on the rainbow, she thought about her role in society. Her role was to deliver messages, and for a long time, she thought it was to get results.
But today, she saw that differently. Today, her role wasn't about delivering the message. It was about hearing someone else's. It was about being a listening ear and accepting when your message isn't ready to be heard. And Iris? Iris was very comfortable with that. I hope you have enjoyed this sleep story, and it has brought you a night of peaceful, restful sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.